The Shining Wizards are celebrating eight years of podcasting with a live show on Thursday night, November 21st at the Elementary Brewing Company in Hackensack, New Jersey. There's going to be special guests, lots of laughs, plenty of great beer, and some other surprises as well. And of course, admission is free. That's Thursday night, November 21st, 7 p.m. start time at the Elementary Brewing Company, 58 Voorhees Road, Hackensack, New Jersey. For more information, go to ShiningWizards.com. And please come out and join us for a celebration of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. This is Marking Out Out. January 1st on our hit YouTube series called Being the Elite, we announced our brand new promotion called All Elite Wrestling. Marking Out presents the Wednesday Night Wars. This is episode number six, and we thank you very much for listening to this new weekly episodic podcast here on the Marking Out Podcast Online Listening Experience Network. You can listen to this and Marking Out on MarkingOut.com or all of your podcasting applications. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate that. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com, and we have merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Unfortunately, this week, Dave is... Well, I don't know what Dave is. We're not making more content for Marking Out 11, our YouTube channel, to find Dave because he's probably working. Uh, but you can follow him at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And we're here with Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, as always, about yourself. I'm doing great, and let's open one for the working man here. Yeah. Nice. Yep, another uh, El Segundo Broken Skull IPA here, folks. Mm. But not the same one, right? No. Like, not the same batch, I should say. Not the same. I got the same four-pack. No, but it's but not it's... like... it's it's So it's like beer number four out of four? or No, it's beer number two out of four. So the, the, you haven't touched it since last week? I haven't touched them since last week. Wow. I know. Well, I can't, I've been buying so much beer recently that I'm trying things and tasting things, and I don't drink every single day, folks. I want you to get that through <laughs> your skulls. Um, but you know what? It, I, I was, wasn't feeling over. I wasn't feeling too hot last week, so I uh, took the weekend off and and cracking this cold boy right now. This crispy boy, as you could say. Uh, and let's talk about a, another great Wednesday in the world of professional wrestling. Um, and this week, rather than going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, uh, we're going to start with which was my favorite show out of the two, which was NXT. And NXT got started even before it went on the USA Network because you had this backstage promo with you know the Undisputed Era walking, holding all their belts, and then they get jumped by the OC. Which I, you I texted to see me. That live. Yeah, you texted in like the blood that came out of Bobby Fish's mouth. Yeah, it was like it was real. I and just it, I just happened to have the USA Network on, and they started doing that promo. I was like, "What is happening?" And then you texted me, 
And we we text each other in capitals. Are you watching this? Heck yes, I am, good brother. And then you said, "Too sweet me." And I sent you a picture of me. No, I didn't, that didn't happen. Folks. I was we're like, not, "We're not that. We're not that big of marks." But this leads to the OC. I just you know getting their receipt on uh, the undisputed era. They go in the ring, but who challenges them that for that evening? Not just Tommaso Ciampa. Not next. Not just Keith Lee, who I am becoming a huge Keith Lee mark. And not just my kid's new favorite wrestler, Matt Riddle, because they find it so hilarious that he doesn't wrestle in shoes and takes his sandals off in the ring. They were, like, waiting for it this morning. They're watching. They're both like, when's he going to do it? When's he going to do it? When's he going to flip the sandals off? And they do it like, oh, he did it. It was great. (laughs) But anyway, this sets up a huge, huge main event, maybe the biggest since NXT's been on USA, the OC versus the Limitless Bros and Daddy. Into Master Champion. What a way to start a show. Just the fact that it opened up with the OC coming in and being on NXT television. It was really cool because AJ Styles, unlike many of these superstars to come in from other other uh, companies, AJ Styles did not start his WWE career neither, in NXT. And, and neither it, did Carl it, Anderson. I mean, Luke Gallows was... Well, Luke Gallows didn't start as like as a tag team partner of uh, Anderson and in, in NXT either. So they, they really both, all three of them debuted on, well, AJ with the, the rumble, but, and yeah. then Gallows and Anderson at, at Monday night Raw, yeah. right up on the quote unquote main roster, which no longer exists. Yeah. And it's, this is very apparent that all three rosters are just the main roster. Well, I think out of everybody, NXT's had the biggest week. I don't even know. I, I don't know if I could say that they've had the bigger week though, because we've seen NXT injected yeah. into into SmackDown last week for which I have I still I don't know if that was going I, I think do you think there was gonna be less or any sort of NXT? I think it was gonna on be a TV lot less. I think week? it was gonna be a lot less. But like was there I think be maybe any? They, like I I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like you had you're gonna have the hangover from Crown Jewel and then start everything up the next week, you know. Like maybe I, maybe, I, maybe I that think... was supposed to happen on Monday Night Raw, which would have been unreal, yeah. especially because it was in Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I don't think I really can't see NXT having had like actually been booked for that show. I think it was just yeah. circumstance, but yeah. but through NXT, through uh, I mean through SmackDown, through Raw, and, and this show, it's like, damn, yeah. Really. And, you know, that was the good thing to leading up, and we'll talk about the ratings later in the show. But that was, you know, I I went into this, I watched NXT live. Because usually I watch AEW live, and I'll watch NXT later that night or the next day. But I was like, NXT's having a big week. There's a lot of things going on. They're doing a, uh, what I think is a tremendous build within two shows to hype up Survivor Series the way that they're doing it. So I'm like, I had to watch NXT first. Um, and even... You know, this first opening promo set up an unbelievable main event. And then you start off with hard-hitting action with uh, Pete Dunne picking up the victory over Damian Priest. Which, which I, I saw somebody tweet out saying, um, oh, it's Pete Dunne versus some dude I've never heard of. Guess I'm switching to AEW. And it's like, you, you've you never heard of Damian Priest, but I'm sure at some point you hadn't heard of Pete Dunne. Oh, I know. Pete it's still he's still so, and, and if you're so and good. if you're that big of a fan of Pete Dunn, like how did you get from point A to point B yeah. to become that big fan? It's like you watch these guys develop. If you don't know 
Punishment Martinez. If you don't know Damian Priest, you watch the product and then you learn like, oh, wow, this guy could do this. This oh, guy's man. pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And he hit a, a dive. Tall guy yeah. like that hits a dive right out of the ring. But, and you know, I, we're probably going to see a third match of this because the one reason I say that is because in the um, – during the match, Maronal was like, he's about to pick a 2-0, Vic. He's about to go 2-0. So. Well, here's what I think. I thought for sure we were going to be seeing Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane at NXT TakeOver yeah. War Games. And then uh, this match took place, and Killian Dane interjected himself into it. Yep. So I'm thinking they're going to add Damian Priest and maybe, maybe even a fourth person. Yeah. Uh, who do you think that fourth person is going to be? No, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a triple threat because you already have, you know, the four on four, Matt. You know, they don't want to do their fours. You want to do your fours, threes, and twos. Well, I mean, Matt. it's – I don't know because – cause, well, because Damian Priest and Killian Dane both teamed up basically to to beat down Pete Dunne. Yeah. So. Yep, absolutely. So, um Talk, we'll talk about the backstage stuff that happened with the, in the females division a little bit later. Um, but you had some women's action, which Tynara surprisingly picking up the win over the TV debuting Santana Garrett. I saw a well, lot of people on Twitter kind of trashing this match a little bit. Yeah, this wasn't the greatest of matches, but I, I think Tynara still might be a little green. But it was like a really, really slow-paced match. Real slow. So like it was kind of weird, but uh, I was not expecting Santana Garrett to be on WWE TV just yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, I think I think was I think she might have been signed in that same class as uh, Catalina. I think so. I think you're right on that front. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was a good showcase for. I guess maybe they're going to start hyping her up within the women's division, and they played too. Like, oh, maybe she's trying to show Shayna Baszler. Or- you know, uh, Rhea Ripley, who uh, you know they should add to the War Games team. Yeah. And speaking of, I, that... I was mistaken. By the way, she wasn't signed with the with her. Oh, okay. You're looking it up. Yeah, I just I saw the class. She was with uh, Austin Theory. Ah, uh, okay. That was very very recent. Yeah, way more recent than than yeah. uh, Catalina. Yep. Absolutely. But speaking of that big women's, the first ever women's war games match, uh, you had two people that are in the kind of the heart of the storyline going on here. Shayna Baszler picking up the victory over Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai left everything out there. And um, it was also all- my bad. It was it's the same class. My bad. Oh, okay, sweet. Anyway, back in August, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Shayna Baszler picking up the win over. Uh. Dakota, Dakota Kai, Kai. yeah, this absolutely. was a really good match. I know, you know, this it was set up earlier tonight, saying that, you know, Dakota Kai kind of feels as a wasted pick for War Games. Um, she's going to go out there and beat Shannon herself, and I thought this match was great. Again, psychology it's, played huge in this match. It's very disappointing to me though, because like here we kind of thought it was going to be a five on five, right? I thought so too for War Games. Yeah, like I just I don't like them splitting up Team Kick. Because after this match, they had the whole, like, all the women together rallying, and uh, Rhea's like, oh, sorry, you you didn't make the, the cut. And she walks off, like, all sad and everything. And it's like, uh, 
I don't know why you would split up Team Kick, but maybe she's going to be the last member of Shayna Baszler's team. I saw a lot of people going like, oh, heel turn's going to be awesome. And I'm hoping maybe Tegan Knox costs Ray Ripley the, the match. So you mean they go to a full heel team? Yeah, because... Wasn't there, like, big things for Tegan Knox? Yeah, she was in the Mae Young Classic and faced Rhea Ripley when her injury occurred. Yeah, that's it. So, maybe? Amen. Amen. Like, if it's not, like, what, realistically, what, it, like, what would, like, send, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening right now, would be, like, Ronda Rousey to be on Shayna Baszler's team? But I don't think that's going to happen. I yeah. think uh, with the addition of Mia Yim, I, who I completely forgot about in that situation where I was trying to think of who would be on the team. Yeah. No, I know. It, it, it's kind of tough. I, that's what I made it for. But, you know, after the match, Mia Yim comes out and starts beating people with a kendo stick. I loved how, like, um, Jessamyn Duke went to go for the kick and she just nailed her in the shin with the kendo stick. Oh, probably hurt so bad. And it's like for war games, are is Duke and Shafir are they going to be banned from ringside or what's going to happen are they there? Gonna climb into the ring, like it's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with this. But and yeah, so that was the the women's division in a nutshell. You know, solid, no complaints, uh, and no complaints about this next match either. Tony Nice faced off against Angel Garza for the number one contendership for the Cruiserweight Championship. And unfortunately, Tony Nese was unsuccessful because Angel Garza <laughs> got up the win. This match was sick. I enjoyed Tony it. Nese just powerbombed a pair of pants. Yeah. I love, but I, you knew something was going to happen. Like, he still has pants on. Like, if you watch the NXT product, you know, Angel Garza has those ripoff pants that he does it some sort of, you know, as part of his gimmick. Um, but I like the post-match of Leo Rush coming out and uh, Angel Garza just slapping him in the face so hard. Yeah. I said to myself right afterwards, I'm like, there is going to be a receipt in this match. I liked uh, also during the actual match itself, like right before it started, because the whole thing with Tony Nese is eight reasons why. Yeah. And as he points to his abs, Angel Garza did the same thing. Yeah. Right back at him. And uh, I got you, pal. In, in regards to uh, 205 Live, it's – I get it's weird that they're taping. They taped it that far, yeah. Which well, is, yeah, I mean, you have to think a lot. Of, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, that part of that, you know, 205 live roster are guys that live in Orlando that go to the performance center still. So it probably makes like more economical sense for WWE to do 205 well, lives before. NXT no, I, this is just this is just one time, I believe. Oh, I really? think because next week is overseas taped gimmicks. That's right. Which sucks, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, so yeah. that's why I think that's why they taped the uh, 205 Live here, but okay. I, I really, I hope that's not going to be the case with future 205 Live episodes. Yeah, I mean, it kind of economically wise. Going, going to a SmackDown is not worth the price without other things included. Yeah. yeah. All but right. uh, the next match was my Chris's Match of the Week. Match of, the week. match of the week. What an outstanding match this was with Do- Dominic Dijakovic picking up the victory of Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, I think psychologically wise, this was awesome because every time like you just saw Scott just kind of play with him. And there was one point where he picked him up and he's laughing. He's like, oh, are you laughing at me? You're laughing at me. And he went to go kick him. The reversals were sick. There was this shred in my mind that Swerve was going to pick up the victory. But, you know, Dijakovic has been 
red hot recently, especially coming off that big uh, three-match series with Keith Lee. I don't like how often that Poison Rana is used with a no... With a no like sell? It, not, not necessarily a no sell, but like it, it just doesn't... I feel like it should be more effective okay. than it is. I don't know. I just... I feel like we've seen it every week of NXT so far. Yep, they're catering to the indie crowd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, outstanding match. Dijakovic picks up the victory. Beautiful, beautiful. Next up, uh, it's announced next week that Io Shirai is going to face off against Mia Yim in a ladder match. Which I think is weird to just have a random ladder match to decide um, what who gets I, the first what did entrance. I say, what did I say last week about... WWE having NXT and WWE and AEW having the same playbooks. Could this be something next week they're going to be like, oh yeah, guess what? Now the Young Bucks are going to be in a ladder match on Monday against, uh, you know, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. <laughs> Just because. In a non-sanctioned match. Yeah, in a non-sanctioned match. Uh, but your main event ends up... This unbelievable dream match between the OC and Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Tommaso Ciampa ends up in a no contest because Adam Cole gets involved, Finn Balor gets involved, and your last shot of NXT is Adam Cole and Finn Balor showing uh, Finn Balor and uh, AJ Styles showing off. Excuse me, just squaring off. Yeah, taunting each other, and uh, whether or not Balor is somehow going to be joining the the OC or... Well, I don't know if you saw it. Balor was doing the shooting gimmicks and... And AJ was doing... Two sweets. So do you think there's another faction brewing? I don't know. This match, however, was just... It was awesome. A, it shows you how great of a big man Luke Gallows is. Um, How unbelievable... And I'm just... I'm, I, I'm marking it out about him too hard recently. Keith Lee is. How good is he? And yeah. for a big guy, I was I was on the phone with my mother while I was watching this match, and she's like, "Chris, what's wrong?" I'm like, "I'm watching a 350 pound guy like doing like moon salts and like doing all this crazy stuff right now." She's like, "Well, is he a like a my mom? My mom? She's like, is he like a muscular dude?'" I'm like, "He's muscular, but he's like a big dude." So big, he he hit the pounce. I'm loving the fact that they're letting him use the pounce. Which uh, the referee took a bump there. Right? That's what led uh, to who is that Drake? Uh, uh, Drake works. Yeah, what's his what's his indie gimmick? Oh, uh, Drake Younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it Jeez. is. Put yeah. me on the spot there. I know, but yeah, this was great. Um, yeah, I just I thought, and everybody you know got a little bit of sh- a shine besides uh, Matt Riddle taking that uh, trying to hit that dive also and uh, almost I mean, killing himself. He, he, well, yeah, that was he got lucky there. He got so lucky, big but, time. Yeah. You know, he, he bumped his back, but... Balor, uh, uh, Balor keeps showing up every week with more and more tattoos. I, hey, listen. Pretty soon he's not even going to need demon paint. Yeah, imagine. He just did <laughs> so much that he just has the demon... I don't think he would do that, though. His... He's like, uh, what, well, what are we uh, supposed to do with you now? I just thought the demon all the time? I have my arms painted already. That's it. <laughs> uh, but I think this was, as I said earlier, this is the best NXT that WWE has had on USA. I don't know if I would say that, but it was certainly a very exciting 
Because uh, the NXT is super hot right now, especially with the whole invasion angle. And was as I said, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm like, yeah. It's I, I like AEW way more than. Jeez, uh, I like NXT way more than AEW. Yeah. So, and speaking of AEW, let's pop over to them because they had a show also on at the same exact time called AEW Dynamite, and you started off with a fantastic match with a botched finish as Pac picks up the victory over Trent Beretta. You got your Orange Cassie spot in here, which is great. Everybody's but I, that for. I that really really pissed me off. Why? Because the referee did not care at all that Orange Cassidy was in the ring. The only thing he was doing was turn. He like literally didn't care that Orange Cassidy showed up into the ring, came into the ring. No the cares. only thing, the only thing he cared about was keeping Chuck Taylor out. Yeah, I understand. How, how, how does that make sense? And then the end of the match, it made what the what the hell? It, it one count, two count, and then he just stopped counting. Yeah. Like is he like does he know the finish and that's why he stopped counting? Maybe that's why he stopped counting. Where where where's Earl Hebner? Where the hell is Earl Hebner? Is he not the senior official? I know, but for an opening match. No, no, no. I mean, like for the roster, he's not. I have not seen Earl Hebner in weeks. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe something happened. That that referee staff. I don't. The ref discretion thing is so stupid to me. I think all of them need more training for TV. Maybe. Maybe that's just class. because the more the more weeks that go by, the more you'll get spots like that where one, two and then, oh, wait, I don't know. I'm, should I count the three? No, I'm going to stop counting. Makes the ref look stupid. Makes the wrestlers look stupid. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree. I thought the match was awesome. But, you know, the ending kind of just was just silly. Just silly. Pockets of the microphone afterwards and cuts a great promo. You know, I, I love the fact that he's just he's, he's just mocking. Adam Page. He's like, yeah, you had to use your fancy, your fancy curse words, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I, and I think that's so stupid that they're using curse words on air. Okay. Even, you go back to listening to this podcast about six yeah, years ago. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I, man, I saw, I saw episode like 106 the other day, and it was just like, wow. Like, I can't believe we actually thought that was smart. Anyway, next up, you have Tony Schiavone in the ring with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, what some people are calling the promo of the past. When was the pipe bomb? Uh, 2011, I believe. About the past, almost past 10 years. No, they're, they're referring to it as the hard times of this era. Of the modern era. Yeah, what I thought, it was an outstanding promo, nonetheless. Yeah, you know, took, took, uh, took things I had said on the October 10th episode, I believe it was. Of Mark now? Oh yeah. So. So yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of like. But seriously, why does he wait a month to say that story? Because that it's it's the show before the pay per view. Yeah, you but want something. Mm-hmm. People would forget about it if it wasn't right before the event. Because now it's like, oh yeah. But end. how many how many people remember that Jericho said like, oh, Cody had a silver spoon in his mouth? How many people remember? A month ago, October, whatever, to when Jericho and the Inner Circle said all that. Now they well, do. Jericho. Right, now but they I'm do saying, like, because why Cody, Cody like right it. away say something, and then further on they could say it. Yeah. I was the first to say it. AEW, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, used my writing without my 
knowledge. <laughs> well, and I wrote that promo as far as I'm concerned. I I loved it. I thought it was a great I like, promo. No, I, I love the, the passion. I, I love the I passion in it. I thought the promo was great. Yeah. He just said the same things I said a month ago. And Cody Rhodes teased a uh, Inner Circle Elite match, which will probably be the next, uh, you know, pay-per-view gimmick that they have. Which a lot of people are saying would be war game style. Yes. And I saw somebody say, like, oh, they're copying WWE. but it, And then somebody uh, who Meltzer too. responded, it's literally, it was literally created by his father. But it's like, I feel like you can't compare the two things because, yeah. like, it... it should there not be some sort of like different style match? I think so. I don't know. They MLW used it as, but not as war games. What was the, what they called it? Uh, something. I forget. Something, something similar. Anyway, regardless, that's one pro wrestling slash market ad. You have more action with private party picking up the third place medal. In the tag team tournament, which I don't get at all. Like, it, it, the tag team title tournament ended how many weeks ago? Last week. Was it just last week? <laughs> just last week. Seemed like it was a month ago, but uh, <laughs> it, it already ended, yet it still continued to find out who the third place was. That was bizarre to me. But Private Party picking up the win with the pinfall over the Dark Order. Um, but now they get inserted into this match at full gear. That was already supposed to be the Lucha Brothers versus SEU, and then... Which is, that's just like a tired thing. Like, why would you do the finals again? I don't know. Maybe they get the rematch clause. I, I don't know. I just... Also, the, the, the little commercial break picture-in-picture things that they do on AEW make no sense. They have it, like, at the most random of time of just, like, people walking off. Yeah. It's so bizarre to me. Maybe they have to get their commercial breaks down better. Yeah. Anyway, next up was maybe the weirdest and or funniest uh, promo video that I've seen in a long time. And it was for Chris Jericho and his just ever, ever quest of trying to find the bubbly and how hard his life is being the AEW the champion. Um, Virgil, <laughs> Virgil got booked, guys. Is it kind of embarrassing that like you literally can only use Soul Train Jones? Why? Because Virgil would want money for it. No, well, because you can't. Like that was his gimmick before WWE. Like you can't WWE use Virgil, copy- and WWE I guess you, you can't use you can't use Vincent. But at that point, would you not just say like Mike Jones or like Larry? I don't know what you would. Like, I, I don't know. Like, how do you refer to Virgil without calling him Virgil? Soul Train Jones? Is that the best thing? I guess so. But anyway, I thought this was a really funny promo. I mean, I'm not a Sammy Guerrero fan, but I thought he was funny. Yeah, saying Jericho is at the, the peak of his career and, and he's, he's the, the youngest, youngest champion. champion of all time. But we, we, everybody made that joke. Like, it's not – that's a that's something that happened a month ago. Yeah, hey, it's still, keep, still keeping it relevant. Yeah. Uh, yep. Next up, women's action as Emmy Sakura and Jamie Hayter defeated Shauna and Rio. More importantly, Emmy Sakura picking up the win over Rio. The uh, the ending sequence, but with all those pins between Emmy and Rio, I thought was really well done. I mean, it was good, and it kind of seeds. Now yeah, she got a pick. She got a pinfall of the champion. Do you think she'll do it this Saturday at full gear? I don't think so. But uh, Emmy is. Uh, I mean, 
she, I guess, taught everything to Rio. She's she was yeah. some trained Rio. Oh, that, that well, I, they don't say that. They just kind of throw these women out there without giving them any sort of storyline. Yeah, yeah. Emmy was the one that trained Rio, and that should a hundred percent be like, hello, hello. Why would you not use that in your story? Yep. Somebody who's been wrestling for like twenty years, twenty plus years. Hello, like, come on. Yeah, and speaking of somebody that's been wrestling for twenty years, Sean Spears, the chairman, defeated Brandon Cutler in a quick squash match. Uh, but the bigger story was afterwards, which set up a match for Full Gear. Uh, Spears is about to hit him with that chair, and Joey Janela comes out and saves the day. It's crazy how much, like, how far Sean Spears has fallen. Yeah, in the company, I, well, like, he like was, every, he was like everybody with... that they hyped up from all out, Sean Spears, who Hangman Page, um, who else was in like I a mean, big Brit, prominent Brit Brent Baker, kind of Brett Baker, um, oh, they all they've all like kind of fallen by the wayside. It's well, just... Britt Baker prior to all out, at least, yeah. MJF, like even where was he? He's not injured, right? No, he came. He came out during the main event. He's just, he's a side attraction now. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I don't understand. Like, he he should be on the mic every single week. Oh my no god! No matter what, I I one hundred and ten percent agree. But anyway, and then you had your main event of the evening with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara picking up the victory over Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Uh, Hard hitting, fantastic. I thought this was a great main event, but then you have Pac run out and kick... I think uh, during the actual match, though, Hager, I thought, did an excellent job at catching Omega. Be, and, and being the heavy on the outside. Fantastic well, I mean, not job. even not even being the heavy, but just in just catching him in general, I thought it was a really good catch. Yeah, great. Spectacular catch. But yeah, this, uh, I mean, I feel like you don't miss much. What do you mean? Like, with all of this, there's still only one storyline going on. Like, not one storyline, because everybody... It ended... Literally, AEW this week ended the same way as Monday Night Raw ended. And how was that? Except with a giant brawl. Oh, yeah. Because you had the Inner Circle come out, then you have MJF come out, you have everybody come out, and it's just a big brawl. And then the Young Bucks come out, and then Young Bucks need to jump off the, uh... Whatever it is. What are the, they're not calling it the Jumbotron. It's not a, yeah, it's not a Titantron, but... The entranceway? Um, is it called the Contron? <laughs> oh, that's pretty <laughs> <My> cool. <God. laughs> the Contron? Love it. But uh, it's like, is that... Is it's just it it's setting strange? up Melee going into full gear. Right, but is it not a little strange that it ends almost the identical way as WWE Monday Night Raw? No. I don't know. To me, that was strange. Like I, I understand how everything ties in, but and that, but that just like again further sets up for all of these people to be in just one storyline. Yeah, not everything. And comes... all these people have just been circling in one storyline. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that. Oh, by the way, Cody in his promo said that if he does not defeat. Chris Jericho on the pay-per-view, he will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. So um, I'm definitely hoping that Jericho picks up the victory there. Yeah. 
But but let's get into predictions for this week, and it was a slim margin as AEW picked up the victory again by not much. Was it like nine thousand? Well, I'm looking at it. it says um, AEW the sixth episode to go head to head against WWE NXT drew an average of eighty eight hundred twenty two thousand viewers on Wednesday. Uh, this is up against last week's show. NXT drew 813,000. 813, I can't. I'm just And there, guys. there's sorry. not like there. What was on last night? There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing anybody could say. Like, oh, nothing. it was because this was on. Yep, nothing whatsoever. Maybe the Islanders going for no. They didn't play last night. They're going to play tonight. Eleven in a row, baby. Woo! And it's like, I don't know, man. This is where I started to say that. Like the second week when they were, when AEW lost way more again, it was over a million. Okay, and that I mean, and but what you, you say? What you say in the text message that you sent me before? That as like I said that back in the day, like well, not back in the day, back when the the second week happened, where like the AEW lost more viewers than NXT, even though AEW still had more viewers. Eventually, it's going to be one of those things where at which point do the two trains meet and NXT steadily increases and AEW just keeps decreasing. Yeah, they they, they tout these sold out shows. Did you see the attendance? The uh, the, that the pictures? All, yeah, that was all curtained off. Yeah. Had, well, they, all the camera side was. Tell, so it's, tell it's just man. It's, it doesn't make sense as to like. And, but if that happened at a WWE show, they'd be like the AEW fans would be like, oh, oh my god, it'd be a, it'd be all over the place. It's all just over the place. It's so weird. It's so weird that like maybe they need even smaller venues or whatever. Maybe NXT is truly doing it good and 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 right with the with the the Full Sail University. Yeah. Look at NWA. Not not a empty seat. They have the the curtain that that says NWA that that drapes over the seats. But even still, there it doesn't seem like there's empty seats in that that little tiny studio. Yeah, it isn't because the same people are going every single week. It's probably a ten dollar show. Which that uh, the NXT you keep seeing the same crowd pop up. Yeah. Oh, there's the MJF scarf. I was thinking about this this morning while I was watching it. There's the one guy that wears the pink MJF shirt and the scarf. Every front at, row, every single show. At, at NXT? No, at uh, AEW. Oh, at AEW? Yeah. Oh, no, I was talking about NXT, though. Because at NXT, I like distinctly remember seeing this little kid. Not little, but like he must Nancy? be in his teens. No, <laughs> this kid looks kind of like how I looked back in the day with like a red fro. Okay. He's in literally every episode of NXT so far. All right. But I uh, hopefully the the ratings increase. Not that it matters. People are going to watch regardless. Which now too prowrestlingtees.com slash market out. I still hope for AEW to come to the New York market in a venue that I would enjoy going I to. I think I was thinking about it. I'm like, man. I'm like, do I want to get spit on at an AEW show by a bunch of? What AEW? would you like? As in, you would wear like a WWE shirt. I was going to wear a John Cena shirt. Or actually, no. Should I wear like a Seth Rollins shirt since he like Dude, I, called him the I don't minor know. leagues? Oh, oh, yeah. Because you know, you know some, 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 some wrestling people are like, oh, God, you're, you're the worst for wearing a Seth Rollins shirt. You bash Kenny Omega. Oh, oh, oh. 
Bob. Or, or Bob. Custom, make a custom shirt? No, not you. <laughs> That's the Shelton's mama on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, since uh, AEW does have a pay-per-view, I mean, this is something we do on Mark and Out. We said last week we're going to kind of sex you shows. But anyway, it's prediction time because we don't talk about AEW on Mark and Out. You have AEW Full Gear, who they're going to have a new entranceway on Saturday, according to Matt Jackson. Which on- means, like, just for the pay-per-view, right? Not like the... I guess so. I guess they have to start distinguishing, you know, their pay-per-views and their shows, but... They're, they're going to be probably in shapes of gears, right? I, I would, That would be cool. Like, throwing, like old-school WWE style. Like, for, like, Bad Blood, they have to maybe what's coming down. Maybe they move... Maybe, Maybe it's like all the gears work or whatever. That would be cool. That would be cool. But anyway, full gear, you have Joey Janela facing off against Sean Spears. I'm going to say Sean Spears on this one. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say Sean Spears too. It's funny, by the way, that my friend who's like all in, no pun intended, on AEW, who has not really watched wrestling in years, was like, why are they all – like why are all their shows just in the south? I'm like, well, they're not all in the south. They've had Boston. They've had Philly. This The pay-per-views in Baltimore. Yeah, just not New York. Yeah, I don't know what – I don't know if they're like being held up by the commission or something or – I think it's too expensive to run a show in New York. I, you're a billionaire. Just whatever. Bite the bite the loss. Well, get, the, get the story. Yep. Riho will be defending the AEW Women's Championship against Emi Sakura. I'm going to say Riho. Yeah, I got to go with Rio. All right. SCU will be defending their AEW Tag Team Championships against not only the Lucha Brothers, but also Private Party. Um, this is the only one where I was like, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, it would be kind of cool to see Private Party come out of nowhere and win the Tag Team titles. But would it be I, really stupid? What? Would it be really stupid? What? That, like, they just won the titles last week and now they're... That's, the, that's my other... Like, the you want to build up prestige... To it, they've I, been champions for eight days. I know, but you know, you know the marks. I'm just gonna say SCU just for safety on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna say SCU as well. There's a uh, pre-show match here. There is. Yeah, B Priestley versus Britt Baker. That's the next one I was getting to. I'm gonna say Britt Baker. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say, mm, I'm gonna say B Priestley. All right, good. We need to distinguish between this is that'll be our uh, one match that we don't pick the same, and then you'll win the predictions that's it <laughs> always i'll go perfect on the first AEW one we predict uh the young bucks will be facing off against pride and powerful of santana and ortiz i'm saying I, lax i mean oh, gonna... i was gonna say santana and ortiz yeah i'm still gonna say it, yeah yeah i just i feel like this this is, needs to be a big win for them and especially like if you're gonna keep seu as your tag team champions a perfect heel tag team to battle against them but who knows if they'll even work their way into the title scene i think they're, they're going right for the title scene the amount of the amount of work that they put on even before you, they went to aew all the matches they were doing an impact and then like all over the place but do you think that every person in the inner circle are going to eventually hold titles there's it's, what, Even Sammy, though is Sammy I mean, Guevara going to hold the women's title? <laughs> I, you never know. I don't no, know. Jack Swagger's going to hold it. Sorry. Jake, H- Jake Hager. Sorry. Maybe they introduce a new title and just give it to Guevara. Yeah, right? Here you go. Here's the Tyler Breeze ripoff entrance championship. Good job. I was thinking, I was thinking more Zack Ryder. Yeah. With with the, uh, the addition of Tyler Breeze as well, since it was actually broadcasted on the 
screen, but Zack Ryder used to come out with the phone. That's right. Jericho. Actually, I think it was not a phone. It was a uh, an actual. What are the what were those things flip called? Flip cam. Yeah, flip cam. Yeah, what Tyler, Tyler Breeze did with the phone gimmick. Yeah. Chris Jericho will be defending his La Championship of AEW against Cody Rhodes. If Cody Rhodes loses, he will never get another shot at the AEW Championship ever again. Ever again. In the history of AEW. The next six years, he will not get another championship. Oh, champion. don't say six years. Come on. No, I'm kidding. Um, more than that. I'm going Cody on this one. I'm going to say via disqualification, Cody. I think it'd be very stupid if Jericho lost the title right away as well. So do, do we both pick just Cody just for sake of whatever it is? Well, I think it's going to be Cody via disqualification. I thought it was going to be some sort of gimmick too, but I was just – really, I'm picking, I'm picking really, Cody regardless. That's three. ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. And Brandon's Cody, pick- Cody could still like – because he did technically defeat Jericho. Yeah. So he'll be able to challenge for it at like the next event or whatever happens. He just won't be champion. Yeah, because the inner circle is going to get involved somehow. So I, I really I do hope Jericho retains. Yeah. But like oh yeah, we forgot Hangman Page versus Pac. There's, there's two other matches that we didn't think. I know. Well the, when I was looking on Wikipedia looking up all the results, um the top build one was Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Yeah. So non sanctioned lights out match, match doesn't matter. Match doesn't matter. I'm gonna say Not John, Mox. I'm gonna say Mox also. Which, how many matches has Kenny lost? I don't know. Did he Let's... win, like, one match in their in their career in AEW? Um, I don't know, because all of his matches have been, like, lights out matches. <laughs> That's how he's so good. Like, even, like, I was looking at the rosters the other day because you told me John Silver's on the AEW roster, which he's not. Right. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, he's not on there. That's confusing. How did they get those pictures then? Maybe they gimmicked them up. Because I'm looking at the Jays right now, it's Jake Hager, yeah, Jimmy I don't Havoc, see Alex here, Joey, yeah. yeah. Kenny Omega is five That's... and four overall. He's two and two in singles, one and one in tag teams, and two and three. But that doesn't come because it's five and four. But then he had that match against Joey Janela. But I guess does that count? I don't, know. I don't know. Also, we didn't even mention that during the the show they aired that promo for Brandy Rhodes for uh, Awesome Kong. Yeah, wow. Talk which, about the like totally disconnect of Brandy, Brandy Rhodes. Wow. I that was wow. was that not confusing? It was confusing, but it like it set up her. She's gonna like, have. But who, she's who, who is she? Awesome Kong. Who is she talking about though? I, it sounds like to me, it literally sounds like they're using the WWE storyline for karma. And because she spoke, I think she spoke about like, I don't know if she said Barbie dolls or maybe she used the word bimbo. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Blonde bimbos or whatever. But it literally sounded like they were talking about like as if karma was about to attack Kelly Kelly. And I was, I'm like, what? What? It was very confusing to me. Yeah. And it's weird because like not outside of, of karma or awesome Kong and Brandy, the the roster in general, like they're gonna have a very difficult time, I think, not having repeat matches and stuff. Oh, I know. They gotta they gotta get a bunch more people because the roster is so small that it's like you you have three different divisions, but they're all like 
working each other in the same sense, kind of. True. Okay. No, I understand. So it's it'll be interesting to see, like, past Full Gear, how storylines are, like, maybe incorporated, if we'll get more storylines, if it'll be the same storylines. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then the last match we have to pick is Paige and Pac. I'm going to say pick. I'm going to say Adam Page. All right. I don't know. I feel like Pac's been on too much of a tear right now. His horse just died, though. Oh. Let's not talk about old t- horses right now, because I had to listen to Old Town Road ten times today in a row. For what reason? Because I have a three-year-old that wanted to listen to it ten times in a row. Like the... Is it is it a, is this a song about a horse? Or is it about, like, some sort of... Is that some sort of slang for, you know, hanging out with women? I don't know. It, this uh, is, Yeah, right? Like... And Billy Ray Cyrus is on the song. It should be about horses. I don't know. I know. I have to ask the internet about that. And if you're listening to this, please tweet us at Markinon on Twitter. And that is our show for this week, the Wednesday Night Wars episode number six. We, uh, you're still thinking about this, right? I yes, I am. Uh, like, I am thinking about the meaning of Old Town Road. Like, old Town Road. It's like you know what? It's like see, some guy, some like thirteen old kid, gonna go up to his friend. Hey, man, I'm going to Old Town Road. I'm like, like, is is he going to like hang out with a girl who he doesn't think is attractive and is a horse to him? Like. Oh, God. All right, let's close this out because it's really this, like – it's bugging me again. I was thinking it, about it says – well, it says uh, within a month of writing it, Lil Nas X chose to spin the song's meaning so that the Old Town Road would be a symbol of success. But why is it old? I guess old money? I I don't know. I, uh, stop. I just, and, and they ripped off an Nine Nail song to get that underlying beat. Did they? Yeah. It's I don't it's like they really Nash Nails released like a bunch of like small oh yeah EPs. it says thirty four ghosts four yeah I know and, and it's funny too because I went to that album and that's the only song that started because Old Town well Road. it says he it says he sampled it so he did sample it essentially the whole song but anyway yeah so Wednesday Night Wars this was a fun one next week we'll talk about I guess we have to talk about the fallout from uh, Full Gear we'll have to talk about. NXT, hopefully still crushing it. Hopefully there'll be a change in the guard on the top ratings. But until next week, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog, Dave, who is still raving at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, and Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. He'll be your fake lawyer. If you send him enough tweets on a daily basis. Well, representative, not lawyer. Yep. And until next week, we wish you the... Best of luck luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic...